Hi everyone, my name is Vincenzo Di Maria and you're listening to God Talks, double G, U, double T. Hi everyone and welcome to season two of God Talks, double G, U, double T, a podcast focusing on business and tech for good, experience design and gut feelings. This is the last episode of season two with Vincenzo Di Maria, who gladly agreed to be part of this experiment. Why am I calling it experiment? As we move over to season three, I'm trying a new format. We will be having short releases, more frequent releases. So if you've been following this podcast or not, please let me know what you think. So far, we've done 50 episodes with over 50 guests because we had multiple guests on some episodes. So today we're talking about change through design for a design lens with designer, facilitator, author, consultant, and now design coach, Vincenzo Di Maria. So let's get started. But before we do that, if you like this podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe to the upcoming episodes. So let's get going. Because that makes that's the competitive advantage today. It's not the quality that you know we used to buy like before, like the German car, whatever. Like now you have people who buy like any car based on their service, right? So there are a few things I want to ask you based on our conversations, but this is not based on our conversation. So what is your relationship with your gut feeling? Double G U Double T. Double G U Double T. My gut feeling. I would say that my relationship with my gut feeling has changed over time. I was brave and fearless when I was younger. I was enthusiastic and passionate and I was really trusting my gut feeling. That took me to take big risks, to travel around the world, to be on stage where I shouldn't be on stage, but I wanted to be on stage anyway. So uh, it took me there to be, to, to take the scene and build a network of relationships, which I really value today. But then I did a bit of a journey of uh, exploring a bit inside myself, rather than looking at the interesting things and the books and the people and following, you know, rather than be excited about the world, I started looking into my inner world and uh, I started becoming more aware of my limits and my vulnerabilities. And, and this was part of the coaching process that we mentioned before. I, I took a coaching course, a systemic coach, so the deep listening, listen rather than told. Being an enabler without being on stage. Be a leader, but not by pushing things, but because your follower push you there. Uh, so all this attitude took my gut feeling to a completely different stage, which means I'm more conscious. I'm probably less confident in that brave and fearless uh, young way. And I'm more conscious of my capacity, and I pay more attention to the gut feeling of people who go around me. So my my associates, my partner, they become like, I trust their gut feeling sometimes more than I trust my own. And that it means that my gut feeling is not just my own gut feeling. I don't like to work in isolation. I work with students, I work with colleagues, I collaborate with people, every project is different. So I do try to sense the gut feeling of people who go around when we work on something, because I think it's a better way of making decisions rather than making decisions on my own. And uh, How do you do that? How do I do that? It's just ask and listen. It's about, uh, it sounds so simple, but it's like short debrief after a meeting. How did you think that go? Asking this sort of question that go more on the, hey, what's your immediate feeling? 
<laughs> when we meet a person, this is one of the coaching rules that I got. It sounds quite strange. It's like when you meet a person for the first time, and maybe this is going to be a coachee, write down your first impressions. You're like, why? Your first impression probably going to be wrong. Yeah, but you don't have a second chance to make a first impression. So note down what you get, the perception, and then work around it. Then, of course, you get to know the person more. But even after a meeting, what was our first impression? Sometimes to capture and get the sort of gut elements we knew that we started some projects for money or for because it's an opportunity we're going to say no because it's going to be visibility because it's a big client big name but we had the gut feeling it was not right and it was a nightmare project so how do we avoid those sort of projects how do we keep working on projects that we keep loving and keep liking our clients i like to go back with small organizations but at the moment we do work with slow food for example a european and uh, italian level and of course, Slow Food is a non-for-profit organization with all the limits of organizations, but they're really passionate about what they do and we're learning a lot from them. So it's a pleasure to support them. And when we, when, we, when I talk with my colleague and partner and say, hey, what's your gut feeling? It's, ah, that feels good. It may not be a lot of money, but it feels good. It, feel, it feels right. So that's the gut feeling. And I'm, I, was, I should say as well that my gut feeling back in time, it was faster in, uh, from feeling to action. I was very entrepreneurial in that way. I think something, therefore I do it. And now it's, I think something, let me talk with somebody to see if I'm thinking right, if my feelings are going the right direction before acting, that's another, it's not a stepping back. I think it's part of growing up and being more conscious <laughs> of what you can or you shouldn't do. And therefore, I think that's making us better. Well, it's a series of experiences, I guess, that you know make you, I'm going to use the word wiser. I don't know if that's the, that's yeah. it, but, you know, in a certain way. No, cool. So back to coaching. What is it that made you want to go into coaching? At some point in my career, after done a lot, I've been collecting a lot of different experiences, uh, working with different clients, and I wanted to focus and be more balanced myself, balancing not just my life and work sort of combination also because my partner is my associate in the company. So we've got a lot of life work relationships happening around my small design studio. And um, I wanted to pay attention to my inner world. I wanted to learn about myself. I wanted to really learn about others in a different way. And that I think it helped me slowing down. He helped me practicing this art of listening, this art of paying attention. You can be a consultant, you can be a good friend, you can be, you know, whoever. But the best thing you can give to a friend, a colleague or a client is not your recommendation or your idea, but it's giving your full attention. That's the biggest gift you can give. At that point, that changed my perspective. Sometimes I felt the urgency of providing the right answer when a client or a colleague or a student would ask me something, I was like, I, I, I need to say the right thing. I need to help this person. This idea that I need to help people. And, uh, and then I realized that the best way to help people is not giving the answer, but answering, you know, asking the right questions. That's what all coaching is about. So uh, I was like, mm -hmm. so you say this, what makes you feel that? So exploring their gut feeling was probably became my job. And, uh, and that worked very well, not just for me, because I can relax and I can master other aspects of my facilitation, designing, researcher, consulting work. I also teach at the university, so I've got a lot of very young students asking questions. They say, I've got stupid questions. I say, I love stupid questions. Go on with stupid questions. We should do just stupid question type of uh, podcast. 
but uh, because they're very interesting questions that come from their feelings. So it, it, it took off some pressure from my shoulder of providing always the right answer. And it also worked better for people because when people start building on the things they have already, when people start crafting their own answer, that's gonna, it's a change that sticks longer than any. So even with clients and organization, now going from people coaching to group coaching or organizational coaching, any change that comes from within lasts longer, it sticks. While any change taken from benchmark copy based, uh, look what other agencies are doing, use this business model and trying to make your own, it's a pain. Let's remember that change, even in physics, is a painful process. It's, uh, it takes energy, it produces heat. So change status, change, even for an organization, it takes time, it takes I shouldn't throw the rubbish on Wednesday anymore. I need to throw it on Friday. Oh my God, that's a change because my council changed the rule or now we collect glass. And that's painful. We need to remember things. We need to behave in a different way. Or uh, even for me, listening more was be painful. I was always feeling the urgency to say something. Say, no, shut up. Just listen. (laughs) It's just, you you don't need... that's very important when you do research or when you do coaching, that you don't feed with your bias the, the person you're talking to. So that's that's why coaching. That's why I must say that when I ended up the coaching period, I was really, you know, in this curve that we're here and we want to get better. And But before getting better, you need to go down. It's called like the U, the U theory. So you need to go down to a level of vulnerability by discovering your limits. And you and when you get when you hit the bottom, you're like, ah. Oh, I'm not really that special. I'm just a process expert. You know, you need to uh, do a bit of shower of humbleness. Digest um, it. Yeah, you're like, okay, this is, this is, these are my limits. But this, these are what I'm good at. And then you start building on that. And then it becomes into this design thinking process. You start structuring the profile you want to be. So I think I'm trying to blend this coaching world with the design world. I'm, I start talking about design coaching. What is it, design coaching? It's not therapy. It's not medical. But it's looking at the future. It's looking at the change you can produce and the effects of that change. So how can that be useful to hire professionals, colleagues, say, I need to run a series of workshops. I have no idea how to do it. How to handle workshop? how to handle stakeholders, how to use mirror mural instead of physical presence uh, things. How do, how do you do this? How do you keep the engagement high? Can you coach me on that? It's not being a mentor. So I'm not being a service design mentor to other younger service designers, but I've been a design coach by using design methods, design way of thinking and doing and acting and deciding in uh, jobs that are not always designed. So I had consultants, I had people that do different jobs that just need support. People that work in the digital space, they would like to know more about how to work with people. And so we've been going in this design coaching new experiment, which I believe it could become the future of what I do. Interesting. I like this wrap up. So I guess, uh, quick one, do you still have time to learn all the time? Or I mean, you learn while doing everything, right? But dedication. It is. It is interesting. I think I'd hear around the great book on liminal thinking and Mm -hmm. how do you create, you know, thinking about liminal. Liminal is about the space whether it's physical or time for change. So in the time that you start a graduation and you are a student, but you're not graduate, but you are in the ceremony, the graduation, so that's a liminal space where you are about to pass stage in life from students to graduate. What is the space that we can make in our life to learn from being, I know this much, there is this 
something else that I could discover and learn, how do I make space for that? That means dedicating time to read. That means dedicating time to, to study. And I got two metaphors. One is from a colleague of mine. They look like two Chinese wisdom sort of things. And uh, one is in the book of uh, called Liminal Thinking by Dave Cray, same author of Team Storming and many other things. And one is a uh, say. The first say is they're both about cups, about water cups. Uh, one is um, you cannot pour any more water from an empty cup. So it means that if you keep repeating your story, you keep teaching, 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 you never learn. At some point, your cup is going to be empty. So you need to refill it and put something in it. And that's that's a good metaphor to say you need to keep learning throughout your professional career. The other story, which is in the book, is the story of this uh, man who wanted to learn about meditation. I don't, I don't even remember the story. He got to his uh, Zen master and he said, hey, I want to learn more. I, go, I know this, I know this. And the guy is kind of pouring the tea in a cup. And at some point, the cup is full and the tea starts uh, overspilling. And the guy is talking. I said, stop. I was like, stop, stop. He said, you know, it's full. It's overfilling. You're like, yeah, if you want any of my wisdom, you need to empty a bit of your cup to make space, which means we need to get rid of some of the things that we know already, some of our beliefs and, uh, you know, ideas. We know how it works life. We know our business, what business needs. We, we think we think we got it. We think we know it all. At some point, we need to empty a bit of our cap to let somebody to fill it again. Otherwise, you know, we're never going to learn anything new. Cool. Like, faire table rase, like in French. But yeah, I think we could go on forever. But I think you have a project to work on. I hope you're enjoying the process. I'm sure you are. So, uh, last thing. So, where to find you? Obviously, uh, I'm going to post your um, website, your uh, LinkedIn handle, Twitter. Let me know if there's anything else, how people can get in touch. And what are you looking for as well? Right. Uh, so, yeah, you can find me all across social media. Uh, in the in the past couple of years during the pandemic, I had a bit of a downturn in my social presence. Uh, that's also because I wrote a book and I had a baby. And that combined with the pandemic uh, became a bit of, you know, interesting things to focus more about life and to be more reflective. Uh, so, but you can find me across all social media from LinkedIn to Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I've got my personal website, but we're also rebuilding my company website coming around. Uh, also, this week, we've got a few more ideas on how to communicate ourselves, not being the traditional services and agency. We are a studio, so we do a lot of facilitation and create new formats. So, we, we have new ideas as well on what's the right language to be out there. So, that's uh, something that's going to be released soon. What I would like to do in the future, well, I would like to, uh, yeah, do more design coach, maybe share experiences with our design coaches. They are, or self-defined design coaches they are around. So I'm always happy to meet and learn. I hope to travel a bit more. I missed a lot of the sort of conference spaces where, the sort of liminal spaces where you meet people and learn something new and you discover from somebody else's experience. I hope that now with the pandemic, Things are going to come back to normal or to the future normal, whatever that means. And um, that's it. I'm, I'm happy to do small experiments. So not always big projects that take three years to make. But if any of you is happy to try things out or do small experiments, call us. Because we are all about small changes, starting small and small experiments. Thank you so much for this. This episode with Vincenzo Di Maria has come to an end. Thank you so much for listening, for liking and subscribing and commenting if you liked it and tuning in live while we were recording. So we spoke about facilitating, teaching, consulting, authoring, coaching, 
under the umbrella of design. Thank you so much.